0: In a culture of people focused on self-glorification, personal gain, and Instagram over experiences, to truly serve God, love people, and tell your own story, well that, that is living boldly. Over these next few minutes, we want to explore what living for God in this crazy culture looks like, and how we can daily make that choice to live bold. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. Whoa, welcome we are finally back, Christian. <laughs> or, I mean, who are you and what are we
1: doing? Oh, yeah. Wow, what a great intro. <laughs> Shows you how long it's been. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know. Hey, guys. What's up? My name is Harold, and welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. I've got Christian uh, sitting across the screen from me on the mic. How are you doing, man?
1: That is true. I'm doing good, man. I have just been, oh, what's the word? Terribly busy. I don't know. <laughs> Terribly but busy. But doing well. <laughs>
0: Christian is struggling, um, forming sentences today, so hopefully that doesn't get any worse than it already is. But yeah, it uh, it, has, it has been a while. Um, both Christian and I, I mean, it's just kind of the season, the time of year, you know, springtime, things get busy. Also, I went on vacation. Sure that. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> it's true. And so, yeah, finally, we're sitting back down on the mics, recording a new episode of the podcast, so... Thank you for being here, Christian. I really appreciate it. And all of this scheduling craziness. Of course. I do want to keep you guys in the loop too. Um, I think we're going to do another episode following this, and then we're going to wrap it up for a little season break. So if you guys have any thoughts about what we could talk about next season, I'll take a little break and we'll be back um, after a while with probably 12 more episodes. So send those our way. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash live bold podcast. So find Live us. Live
1: boldly. Live boldly. Oh, I thought there was a cool caveat there. <laughs> okay.
0: Ooh, all right. All right. <laughs> all right, Christian. I got a question for you to get us started today. All right. Today, I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about kind of a broad subject, but uh, one that we can really discuss a lot, spiritual warfare. And so Ooh. what would you say spiritual warfare <sighs> even is? I think it's... Honestly, I think it's,
1: I think it's two things. Okay, if we really break it down, I think it's a struggle between God and Satan in its raw form. All right, but I also think it is a ongoing battle between our preconceived ideas and what Scripture actually says, and what the Spirit is moving us to do. Uh, what I mean by that is, I think sometimes with our own spiritual warfare, especially within the church, we have a tendency to. Uh, push our own ideas too much um and so much so that we don't care if we offend people. <laughs> so uh yeah, I think it's a a dual multi-layered issue, I guess I should say.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay, well that's that's a good that's a multi-layered answer, but um cool. So part true. so a big you're saying a big part of it and I think this is probably the part we'll talk about more today is kind of the the constant push and pull from God's workers and Satan's workers on us in this life. Mm -hmm. And I kind of laugh. I chuckle every time we see this depicted in media or like Disney movies is how I think about it. Right. But like (laughs) spiritual warfare is kind of people like kind of understand it and they want to make something of it. And so we see the angel and the, and the little Satan little angel little satan sitting on a shoulder you know telling telling kronk to pull the lever right <laughs> i was just thinking of that yeah <laughs> i don't we watched uh, that movie not that long ago but anyway it's like that's how we uh, we at least think about it some in our yeah. culture but then come in the opposite way how often do you talk about that in the church ooh never never
1: yeah <laughs> i don't say never maybe never but like not very much <laughs>
0: sure you, I'm, maybe never <laughs> there you go and I you know part of the reason I wanted to talk about this is I just took a class over it and I found it incredibly interesting but I'm sitting there in a class full of uh, church workers you know preachers pastors ministers and we all kind of went like uh, yeah we don't ever talk about this in the church <laughs> and and then you know our professor was like well why do you think that is what do you think that's a problem and kind of, I think, the main reason is because it's scary. It's it's mm. not very, uh, a fun topic to talk about because when you talk about it, you start quickly talking about uh, demons working on your own life. You start talking about those things that really will pull you to hell. I mean, that's really the yeah. ultimate point. And so it's not pretty. It's not fun and lovey-dovey to talk about. And I think that, and it's, you know... Uh, not a doctrinal thing. It's more, you know, actually using some theology uh, <clears throat> is why we don't talk about it in the church that often. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to be mean. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be mean. But I don't know, Kristen, do you have any more thoughts on that?
1: No, yeah, that's a good point. You know, when you start to talk about spiritual warfare, you do have to bring up those things such as, you know, demons that are working, in your, working at your life, eating at your life. And let's be, let's be honest here. None of us like the picture that (laughs) that's not something we're like oh yay i got demons working in my life look at that you know we we tend to want to live this life and i'll put it this way we tend to like to live the life as a disney movie really i mean like we like to picture it as ah good's always gonna win and um and sometimes we don't like to look at the reality of sometimes evil does prevail and Hmm. and does take Um, take over us. But it's always, ultimately, obviously, you know, God's always in control and always all powerful over everything. But I think we do have to talk about it and it is important. So,
0: (laughs) Well, you brought up a good little point there, Christian, because if we don't talk about it, we don't even put our minds on it at all. What ends up happening is we forget the existence that there is a war, and that's why we call it warfare. But there, there is. There's this pull from both sides. Uh, it's not just a metaphor. It's what's really happening around us. And so, you know, taking it out of the Disney movie and bringing it back to real life, war is tough. War will be violent, and it'll be a struggle. It'll be battles after battles. And when we think of war, you know, there will be strategic tactics from Satan and from God, fighting over souls. And it will take mm-hmm. us being it it'll take us being you know strong soldiers it won't just take us sitting back and doing nothing and in the end ultimately you know a good reason to call this a war is because there will be a winner when you're being battled over when your soul's being battled over there's no just like ah he was all right there's either you <laughs> lost or you won and for us christians when yeah. we talk about that spiritually we mean you you won and you spend eternity with god or you lost and you were damned to hell for eternity. And so, mm. man, there's a war going on. And that again, that's that didn't sound very nice and fluffy. Harold just said, or oh, you're damned to eternity in hell. <laughs> like that's again, that's that's why we don't talk about it that much.
1: Yeah. We've kind of gotten away from it a little bit and I think, you know, when you look at the history of of preaching, just preaching, sure. nothing else. And you, you look at the history of, you know, fire and brimstone and all you guys are all <laughs> going to die and it's going to be terrible. And, you know, um, we have to find a way to get back to preaching uh, that type of sermon, but not that type of sermon. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we,
0: we still have if, to if say, that makes sense. We have to speak the truth of this war uh, right going around us still. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We and we have to peaceful. we have right
1: we yeah exactly we got to gracefully do that (laughs) and and, yeah
0: anyway (laughs) well i mean it's it's in scripture that we need to be prepared for this war um probably some of the greatest imagery most people think of when they're talking about preparing for battle or preparing for war is the armor of god right and Mm -hmm. actually this idea of spiritual warfare is right there with the armor of god so ephesians chapter six i've got uh, just a little bit of scripture uh, Ephesians six ten through 13. And I'm going to read out of the NLT on this one. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 13. Man, that's some imagery right there of... It is. Spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. And I know a lot of times we talk about the armor of God and we never really talk about this warfare that's happening around the armor of God. We just talk about the pieces, you know? And so it's so easy to forget about that.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that really stems to our, our you know, our, when you think of armor, there's a certain protection element with that. You know, mm-hmm. when you think of armor, it's, it's comforting because, okay, all right, I got armor on, I can't be hurt, you know? which in reality, in war, there are weapons and weapons do hurt armor, contrary to popular belief. And there is going to be times in our spiritual warfare with with ourselves, with the world, with whoever
0: it may be, Absolutely, that we're
1: going to get hurt. And, um, and I think that's important.
0: <laughs> and the term warfare has kind of, it's still got a great definition because of war is many battles. It's not just one one fight right. it, it's a continual fight over a long period of time so when we talk about spiritual warfare we're talking about the war of our entire lives con- comprised of mm-hmm. many spiritual battles i mean not many is in small but many is in multiple spiritual battles
1: yeah did you i have, think also yeah yeah I, I had something here um i think and the importance when you're looking at like the armor of god when you're looking at this passage Is a simple two-word phrase in verse 14, stand firm. Mm, Absolutely. Straight up just stand firm. It starts with stand firm. Put stand firm then. Let's put the armor on. You know, it's Mm -hmm. all about, okay, stand firm in, in Jesus and what he has in store for us. Now that doesn't say it's going to be easy, so just stand firm. <laughs> no. well, I, it says, yeah. you know, stand firm and be
0: wary and be be, be aware of your surroundings, you know? <laughs> well, actually, you're right. You're absolutely point, point on point. Wow, that's the word I was looking for. But it says stand firm, <laughs> and then it goes to list what we're against, right? We're against principalities, powers, mm-hmm. and rulers of darkness, against spiritual yeah. hosts, against wickedness. And so we need to stand firm. But you led me right into one thing I want to talk about, Christian, if you noticed in that uh, that verse that we just read, right in Ephesians chapter six, talking about the armor of God, stand firm against all of this. Where does it say we are at? Stand firm against wickedness in the heavenly places. Have you ever yeah. have you ever uh, thought about that wording before? Yeah, I have. Um,
1: it's really it's been one of those verses that I've really you know when you read this passage you kind of skip over in the heavenly realms. You're like, yeah, awesome. Wait, hold on. (laughs) What did that say, you know? Um, Yeah, what were you gonna touch on that with that?
0: (laughs) Well, it's interesting because um, heavenly places is used throughout the scriptures, in the New Testament quite often actually. And I think what we think of, just because of our human nature, we think heavenly places and we're like, oh, heaven, like up in the eternities, right? (laughs) We're like up in the sky. But it's used throughout the Bible and five times in Ephesians. If you guys want to find it in Ephesians, I'll let you look look that up yourself. But it's said to be uh, some terminology used about the heavenly places is the abode of Christ, the church, and it holds the powers of wickedness. And when we think about those things, it's crazy because it doesn't seem like heaven would be where wickedness is at. It doesn't seem for sure. Like heaven is where the church physically is right now. It's, it's here on earth. And we know that we can't be having like warfare in heaven, you know, Satan and and God aren't battling it out up there. So, um, it's interesting because in revelation chapter 12, it talks about a war that broke out in heaven. Um, and it's got some great imagery, as Revelation always does, talking about Michael and his oh, angels. Man. It's like a
1: like a comic book. Yeah, literally
0: <laughs> here in Revelation 12, about 7, 8, 9, they're talking like the angels fighting dragons and snakes. <laughs> and, and those yeah. are representing the, the devil and Satan. And what it says it in verse 9, it says, Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to earth and his angels were cast out with him. And so it's crazy, but it seems like Satan and all of his angels kind of got thrown out of heaven and now they live on the earth. So if Satan was thrown out of heaven, um, I guess he's not battling up there anymore. I guess he's battling down here on earth. And so like that was too much information, but my whole point of that is when we read heavenly places, I think honestly it's talking about earth. It's talking about the realm around us that we can't see on earth. So I don't know how weird you want to get with that, but like just, just the realms around us that are unseen, but are still here on earth. Did I get too crazy for you? Yeah. Okay. No, no. Uh,
1: I think the key word there is realms too. Yeah, no, that that was good.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, it's crazy because I don't know. I guess I always just presumed when I read heavenly places, um, I just thought like in the sky in heaven, but I think a really good definition for it is the heavenly places are here on earth. It's just a realm that we can't see that we're not in. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really, really crazy to think about it. Um, let me see. Mm. Do you know the story of uh, Balaam and his donkey? Yes. Yes. it's, it's crazy because this was one of the verses that was pointed out to me when we were talking about this heavenly realms thing. So Balaam and his donkey is it found in Numbers 22. And it says the donkey saw an angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword in his hand and the donkey turned aside and went into a field. So Balaam got mad at the donkey and he made it get back on the road. But then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. So Balaam's the man. And then he saw the angel of the Lord standing in his way with his sword drawn. It's crazy. Mm. But the donkey had seen this angel like the whole time. The donkey got scared and ran into the field and the man never saw him. Balaam the man never saw him until God like allowed him to see him. And right. it's so crazy. Like that angel was there the whole time and the donkey saw it the whole time. And it's just like, huh, there's a whole different realm that donkey see that we don't see, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that donkey see it's the donkey realm. <laughs> well,
0: it is. And then, all right, I'll stop being crazy and I'll let you talk after this. Um, oh no, you're good. Cause I am, I'm being crazy probably in most people's minds, but when we were talking about this in my class and we, we read about the donkey who could see the angel the whole time. My professor was all like, has your dog ever barked at something that wasn't there? That was nothing. And we all were like, okay, that's kind of creepy. (laughs) That's pretty creepy. Now that you make me think about that. And he's like, we know dogs see in different frequencies. We know they see different colors. What if they're a lot like this donkey? barking at angels and demons all around and we're like okay that's too weird we don't want to think about that but it really got me thinking about man this different heavenly places realm all around us crazy all done i'll be done being crazy now christian if you have anything to say
1: oh you're good huh I'm just trying to make sure the audio doesn't come off of the FaceTime here. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so if you guys don't know, here's a little tidbit into how our uh, podcast setup works. We record the audio on a awesome piece of software and we also FaceTime each other. So we're not talking to no one uh, video wise. And Christian's just messing with his phone trying to get it to work right right now. And uh,
1: oh man, sorry about that. Either way, I'm just gonna
0: shut that off there. Anyway, so now Christian doesn't yeah, get to look no, that... at my face. What a sad thing. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that's not too crazy for you. Talking about donkeys seeing angels before humans do, it's like <laughs> man, there's this ho- yeah. whole other realm around us that we just don't even like, realize is there.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's something that we don't really, you know, like you said, we're not aware of it. And I don't think we talk about it because we're not aware of it. You know, Mm. it's not, it's not something that we tend to do because it's easier to just live your life and not think about it. Yeah. But I think it's something that we need to and think it's something that it's important to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean... I think we don't we don't talk about it because it is kind of scary. It's kind of scary to talk about because it's it's literally the devil, Satan, and yeah. and his workers against us, God's workers and and his angels around us. So it's it's this crazy thing to think about. But yeah, so and,
1: and I think in another way, too, Harold. One more thing before we mm-hmm. move on here, I think I think in another way, we are aware of it. Mm-hmm. We just don't like to talk about it. I guess that's how I'd put that, you know, because we see it around us, especially with everything going on right now, we see spiritual warfare going on absolutely, um, and we
0: just don't like to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, when you start kind of, I guess, this process of thinking in your mind about spiritual warfare all around you, it really enriches your spiritual life. And I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that from my own experience, um, taking this this class you know we had to read some books we had to read seeing the unseen by joe beam a fantastic book we had to read c.s lewis the screw tape letters which if you don't know what that's about is basically um a dialogue of the demons working on a certain patient uh trying to bring yeah. him to, to hell um and so when you start thinking about this sort of stuff it really makes you kind of you know, get in your own brain and think about what's going on because there's some crazy things yeah. going around you. So I, I don't know if, how I would say that in any, any different, but then you start thinking about like, man, I, I'm feeling this urge to sin right now. What spiritual warfare is happening on me right now? How am I going to battle this? And so it kind of shifts everything. It's crazy.
1: Well, and it does. And I think it's, um, like you said, it is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, spiritual warfare is is really interesting when you think about it in your own life. And so yeah, it, it's just crazy to think about God and Satan working around us. Christian, I have another question for you. I feel like today's episode is just going to be full of questions and you dropping your phone. <laughs> uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Prop it up. Prop it up. All right, so here's my next question. Like that, if we're yes. talking about like God's workers, angels, our our own spiritual walk, and then Satan, um, I, this is something that kind of blew my mind as well. Where where is like we just talked about how Satan is cast to the earth, but have you yeah. ever thought about that before?
1: Like, I I definitely haven't. Like, um, I think. I've, I've thought about it in the sense of, okay, so he's somewhere on this earth. Mm-hmm. Where? Where is he? You know, like, and, but then I got to thinking about that and it's like, he's everywhere. You know, he's actively trying to work in our lives. And that's, that's an interesting question. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, And you know, another thing about that, and, and I'm actually going to, I agree with you, but I'm going to disagree for a second a little bit too. Okay. Satan. Yeah. And I'm going to explain this a little bit more here in a minute. I'll back up my facts, all right? Satan is not (laughs) um, a being like God. He's not a God, right? He is, and I'll back this up here in a second. The most powerful being he ever was was an angel, possibly, maybe even an archangel, okay? But he is not God, so... He does not have the power of omniscience, omnipresence. He doesn't have those like God has. So he's actually limited. He can only be at one place at one time. And that's why we see that he does have demons working as well. And so Mm. when we're looking at the teams for the war, God's got an upper hand. God can be with every one of his children at all times. And Satan's got to, you know, schedule his tempting opportunities or put a demon on it. You know what I mean? And so (laughs) it's like, it's crazy. So let me go ahead and back myself up with this. And you can disagree with me after I read this, if you'd like. Um, I I said, I said, Satan doesn't have all the power of God because it's possible, likely that he was a former angel. Okay. So let me go ahead and show you Ezekiel 28. And let me go ahead and read it out of the ESV. So I don't say it weird. Ezekiel 28, <laughs> uh, starting about verse 12. Mm, let's see. Is that where I want to start? Okay. So think about this as if we're talking about Satan here. Cause I think we are Ezekiel 28 verse 12 through 17. All right. Son of man, which is a term for Satan used throughout the scriptures. So I think that's who we're talking about. Son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the signet of perfection. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardis, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, emerald all of it and crafted in gold were your engravings. On that day you were created and they were prepared. You were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were holy on the mountain of God. In the midst of the stones of fire, you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God. I destroyed you, O guardian cherub from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. you corrupted, your wisdom for the sake of your own splendor. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before Kings to feast their eyes upon you. So it starts with son of man, which is a terminology used for Satan. He even uses it himself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when I read this, I read man, Satan was an angel. Satan was on God's team. I mean, we have things like uh, you were placed on the holy mountain of God. You were a guardian cherub, but yet <clears throat> you got cast down because of your unrighteousness and sin. What do you think? Disagree with me if you want.
1: No, no, I agree with, I agree with you completely. And um, I think there, there's a phrase here in the NIV. says you were a seal of perfection.
0: Mm, I love that. Full
1: of wisdom and perfect in beauty. I, I love that language that's used there. You were, like past tense. Yeah. You were perfect. You were a seal of that perfection, but you messed it up. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> it's, there's yeah. a past tense there that I think is important.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Like, I don't know if we ever think about that. Again, this are all kind of things we don't think about, but Satan had, um, he had God. He had, he had, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what better thing is there to be on this world or or in heaven than an archangel of God, <laughs> a guardian cherub, if you what? will, like, all right, sounds like a good deal. <laughs> and that's where he was at. And <clears throat> like, uh, like we kind of read in Revelation 12, he was cast from the heavenly places, from the Garden of Eden to be with God. And now he's like thrown on this earth. Uh, Revelation 12 is where we read about that said he was cast to this earth. Um In Job, when God asked Satan, what have you been up to, Satan? Job chapter one, Satan responds and said, oh, I was going to and fro on the earth. So we have like multiple images kind of of where Satan is right now. He's cast out of heaven, cast out of the Garden of Eden. And now he walks around this earth was in his own words. He says, I was just walking around the earth. (laughs) Just doing my own thing. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, again, putting Satan in his place, which I think is great for us to do. He can only be on this earth. God can be everywhere at all times in heaven and earth, and Satan only walks around this earth. He doesn't have what God has.
1: Well, and I think why we, I think why we don't think about that, you know, talking about, you know, Satan being that archangel is because we have an image in our head of satan as the guy with the horns and the pitchfork right and he's like very obviously evil which in in fact the way that satan works is not very obviously evil necessarily yeah. like yeah. there's there is obvious evil in the world i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is especially when it comes to um god or, or satan not god <laughs> yeah especially when it comes to satan trying to get the best of us and tempt Mm -hmm. us away from our faith in God. It's things that look good. That's what those demons are. It's things that we think are good, that look good, that Mm -hmm. seem good in the moment,
0: but are really his demons at work. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we've just kind of got such a, again, coming back to like what our media has created, like, Why do we think angels look like people with that are white with wings, and why do we think Satan looks like a little red dude with a pitchfork? Right, because any of the imagery we have, like even imagery for angels, the ones we have are freaking horrifying. Like uh, they are all all these eyes all over, multiple wings going around. uh, I know. (laughs) Do not be afraid. (laughs) Well, like yeah, I'm not going to be afraid. You okay? What is (laughs) it? So again, my point is just like, yeah, we have not gotten a grasp on what angels and demons (laughs) and Satan look like. And again, no, no, we don't. (laughs) I'm not sure it's, (laughs) it's that important because they're working in the heavenly realms. They're working here on earth, but we can't see them. I mean, have you seen a demon uh, in person lately? I mean, (laughs) I can't say that I have (laughs) no. I mean, and if you did, um, how horrifying that would be. How horrifying that oh, would be.
1: Oh, very horrifying. It's a good question. <laughs> oh, I mean. Makes me think, thought question of the day right
0: there. Yeah, I mean, Satan can use all things. Uh, he can't create anything, but he can use all things. So maybe you have a seen a demon in a certain thing that's already been created. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So the reason I, I kind of geeked out on all you guys was, talking about Satan and and how he lives on this earth is I think that's a big, huge part of spiritual warfare is that we actually recognize that it's here around us and happening and that Satan is around us. And, and it's, it's a fight because he is here. And if, if we don't agree that Satan is actually working in our lives, we don't think there's a war. We think it's easy going, yeah, but it's really not. Well, and that's that. That goes back to,
1: you know, there's, there's no point in us even believing in Jesus if there wasn't a war to be fought, and that's that's where you know it goes down to. Like when when we make the decision to follow Jesus, it's a declaration for one side. I it is it. saying I am going to be a warrior for Jesus. I'm, you know, I'm. When 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 you think about going into the army, um, and you think about picking a side or in, in a war you know you have people who will go into being a um like a a soldier wow mm-hmm. i can't talk today yeah um, on the they'll go into being you know a soldier on the ground and some of them don't necessarily agree with what their side is doing but they fight for them you know we have to be the type of soldier that is a full soldier that mm. follows orders and orders it's really hard to use this as an analogy but (laughs) you like fight for g fight for the spiritual warfare that is going on and i think it's important to realize that it is going on and that when we make that decision to follow jesus we are admitting to that or we should be admitting
0: to that i should say (laughs) yeah and i mean we we actually embrace the imagery. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a there's a hymn that we sing a lot of times. I think it's stand strong, uh, Christian soldiers or something like that. You might. You're the song leader. You're the worship leader, man. Help me out here.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> onward Christian soldiers, yeah. marching on to war. Yeah, that one. There you go. I it's got onward, it. It's onward Christian soldiers. I got it's it. Literally the name New of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Well yeah, we ha- we we embrace this imagery of of a soldier cuz we are. That is what's happening. Um yeah. I mean, in in Paul's writing, he describes uh, Is this Paul? Yeah, this this is Paul's writing where he describes it as a race that we're running, right? Um, yes. correct me yeah. if I'm wrong mm-hmm. there. Trying try not to get Paul and Jesus mixed up. That's a real bad thing to do. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, he says we're running the race and we need to cast off our hindrances and, and run strong. And I mean, that ties right in with being a soldier and, and putting on the yeah, proper me- things to fight the fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that verse, let, let, let me read a little bit from that. Uh, just, Absolutely. just, just a one section here, um, that I think it's important. He says, this run sound, in such a way? way as to, uh, Good, good point. Oh, you're good. <laughs> this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting verse 24, and I'm going to read a little bit of that. Okay. Um, probably read most of it. Anyway, uh, do you not know that in a race, all runners run? Really? No, am just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but only one gets the prize. Yeah. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Hmm. They do it to the crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fit like a boxer being the air. Uh No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. And it's really interesting if we talk about what Paul, brought my Bible, good stuff. Um, I what, what Paul is trying to use here in this analogy, a lot of times where he was preaching to Corinth, they had the ith- Isthmian games. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And they would do a lot of running and and different sports. But when you Mm -hmm. think about it, and when you think about a runner, you think about any marathon runner, any Olympic runner, they're training, they're training, they're training to Mm -hmm. win, right? They're training to get that prize. They're, they're trying to get first place as much as they can. Yeah. Um, and he says those runners that are working at getting the prize, they're actually running for something that is meaningless. But us as Christians,
0: we're running for, we're running
1: for something that yeah yeah exactly we're running for something that's that's purpose that's purposeful and you know he, he's saying when i therefore when i'm training to be a better follower of christ i'm not like a boxer who's boxing the air yeah. right and you think of how boxers train you need to hit a punching bag once yeah. in a while uh you, and that's that's like true for us you as know well. or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not going to be a very good boxer but
0: yeah, it's it's yes, exactly. It's the it's when we're fighting. It's it's boxing the real thing. It's boxing uh, because it's a it's a physical yes. war. Yes. So I know you threw your Bible on the ground, mm. Christian. Um, no disrespect to the Word of God. <laughs> Are you still open to First Corinthians? Oh, <laughs> yes, I am. I got it back open. <laughs> All right. If you want to just turn like one page uh, to First Corinthians chapter ten, uh, verses twelve and thirteen, would you read those for us? I can. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but Absolutely. when you are tempted, He will also provide it, provide a way out so that you can endure
0: it. Absolutely. So I mean, this is the this is still the same thought continued from running the race uh, that Paul's talking about to yeah. the church in Corinth, and then we love this we love the last verse as you know. Christian posters, um, you know he won't give us more than we can handle. Yay, so good. I'm glad. Um, but what I really want to <laughs> so point true. out in that <laughs> is not that verse because please don't take that out of context. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean life is going to be great. In fact, um, it, we we need to become more like Christ. And if you know what happened to Christ, it wasn't great. And so not a rosy not a rosy journey there. But he's talking about Satan because he's talking about temptation, yeah. right? And what he says, the beginning of 13, he says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he won't let you be tempted above your ability. But here's the main thing I want to say is Satan doesn't get to do anything special to you. He's got one playbook full of tactics that he uses on all men. Yeah. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't get to make anything new. He's just got to work with what he's got. And it's just his same bag of tricks for everybody. So whether you want to take the last he keeps half. keeps running. Yeah. Yeah. If you take the last half of this, go back and look at the first half of this verse. Because Satan can only use what is common. So there's no amount yes. of pressure that he can put on you that he hasn't already tried on someone else. Mm. That's what the warfare looks like. That's what the Wolverine looks like.
1: Yeah, Well, and, and I think of, I think of football playbooks when you mention that. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have any of the special flea flicker plays that God has. He's got <laughs> your straight everyone run down to the end zone type of play.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not well versed in the uh, football scene. Is, I know, I know. Is that's why I was flea t- <laughs> flicker, a common term.
1: It is. Yeah, uh, it's this play where you flip back to your running back, and then he flips back to the quarterback. Anyway, it's a special play. It's,
0: that's the point. Anyway, for all you football nerds out there, I got you. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all right, there you go. He doesn't have any special plays. He's just got those common ones. And I mean, right, and, it, and it, like you said, he keeps coming with the same thing over and over and over. And I mean, let's talk about that for a second because. Yeah. What what are some common ones that he just like always tries to use? Oh,
1: I mean I, I think a big one right now is politics.
0: Okay. Um well here, just it let, generally let, <laughs> let me put that. I've got so I've got five like broad ones and politics fits into two okay. of them uh crazily good. Politics fits into dissension. Uh yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. And then politics also yep. <laughs> also fits yeah. into this other one, fear. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And
0: so <laughs> we're like, what does Satan use? Well, he just uses stuff he can already have. So you say politics. Uh, yeah, dissension and fear. That's what politics is driven by. Mm. Yeah. It's like that's kind of its whole its whole platform. <laughs> makes you. Uh, yeah, it makes is. Makes you fear the other person. And that makes you fight everybody else who's not with you <laughs> that's so true <laughs> well we've already talked about well, politics I think a little bit on this we um, have topic. we have
1: we have <laughs> yes yeah i just uh no that's good and i'm looking at the uh at, at what you're saying here and you know dissension is a big one um not just in that realm but in every realm we can mm, think of absolutely um we love to fight as humans it's just uh, you know, it's that fight or flight mechanism mm-hmm. that we have in our system. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, we are the ones that like to do the rat <laughs> la-
0: later, the yeah. later thing. which is how much, <laughs> how much does Satan love? He's like, ha, I got these humans going at mm-hmm. each other again over stupid stuff. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Satan sounds like, by the way. Proof. I have no idea. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, so the, the, I'll tell you the other ones I had written down in my notes too. Dissension, fear, Satan loves to use mm-hmm. those. He loves to use uh, despair. I mean, oh, yeah. oh, I think we would put that, you know, a lot of times when we're sitting in despair, we're like, God, why? Why have you done this to me? God, why? Why am I going yeah. through this? God, why do I not have food or money? You said you'd give me... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We use that same verse. You said
1: you'd give me nothing we could handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
0: Right. It doesn't or say. we can handle. It doesn't, that verse, that same verse we like to use the last half of, doesn't say, I won't give you despair. It doesn't say, I won't give you trial. Right. And then Satan, right. he loves to come in and say, Oh, but don't, don't you know? This is, you got to turn from God. Now Satan sounds weird. I'm done saying Satan <laughs> in different ways. Um, he uses despair, <laughs> he uses guilt. Uh, apathy and then fear and dissension were the ones Mm. I had. It's so crazy how he will use all of these things that are mostly emotional and mental for us. He uses them. Mm. It's crazy. So what do we do about that, Christian? (laughs) What do we do to fight this war? (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: If I had a, like a, a five-step program to eliminate evil, I would, but I don't. Um, <laughs> well, you... What I do have is a five-step um, plan
0: in my head, which is Jesus. And he's the five steps anyway. Um... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we actually just read one. that's like kind of a six-step plan or we didn't read it. We talked about it and, and it's, you know, it's what we talk about all the time. It's Ephesians six. The, the armor of God is kind of like a six step process.
1: It is like a six. Yeah, you're right.
0: This war. Right. So if you don't know um, what the armor of God is, invite you to grab your Bible sometimes and and look at Ephesians six, but there's, there's six pieces. Mm -hmm. There's the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the uh, shoes that cover the feet of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet Mm -hmm. of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And it's crazy because it, we're talking about spiritual warfare and this is a, a battle armor suit that we're, we're outlining. But the pieces that are there, the, the belt of truth, it binds every piece of armor together, holds it up strong. The breastplate of yeah. righteousness, it covers your heart. You know, protect your own heart, Christian soldier. Uh, the shoes, they, they are the gospel and they motivate us to keep pushing forward, right? That's spread the gospel to all people. Uh, Shield Mm. of faith. That's our very first thing that we protect ourselves with is we do have faith in God. We don't believe that Satan's going to overcome because we believe in God. Uh, The helmet of salvation, confidence that we know we are gods. We know that we are protected by him. And then the only weapon, we only have one weapon, a whole bunch of protection, one weapon, which is the word of God. Satan can't deal with, with that word. What I
1: love about this illustration too when you look at it is you can't have one of these without the other and we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when you think about a soldier and when you think about one in ancient times, I don't know about you, but if I didn't have a belt to hold my armor <laughs> up that wouldn't be very effective. yeah uh, Second, if I didn't have you know a breastplate, if I didn't have a motivation in shoes because shoes were a big thing like if I didn't yeah. have sandals on my feet while moving in a war, yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> right? Um, if I didn't have a sword to attack people with and attacks the wrong word, but like as a soldier, if I didn't have a sword to help me, then that would be a problem. And when you look at this whole system of armor, you have to have each one of these, you know, truth and righteousness and the gospel and faith and salvation and the word of God, like it's all important. And it's not, it's not a it's not a bag of lucky charms. You can't just pick certain marshmallows out of this thing and be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to just use the belt of truth today. All right, let me snap that on and get to work. No, you need everything.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Children, if you're listening, eat all your cereal or eat something yes, better than do. that. No. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's but, not good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, even as Americans, you know, um, we, we love our weapons, second amendment through and through, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> But the sword of the spirit, the weapon by itself, man, I don't want to go to battle naked with just a sword. Like that's scary. I, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it i is. I'm, uh, first it I'm is. First, I'm going to step on the thorns and in the rocks. And then, um, and then, you know, the arrows are going to hit me cause I don't have a shield and I'm the sword's mm-hmm. not going to be any good cause I'm not covered. And the opposite of that, man, if I just have armor and I'm running And I finally get to the front line of the other army. What am I going to (laughs) do? Slap them around a little bit. No, I need an, (laughs) I need a weapon as well. So as Christian said, all of these pieces work together. And did you notice every single one of these is beyond humanness? It's, it's truth. It's righteousness. It's the gospel. It's salvation. So to put it simply, Satan's not the only one who's fighting supernaturally we are fighting the war supernaturally as well we've got all of these powers on our side we've got righteousness and truth and the gospel and the word of god these are all things that go far beyond any human ability they're god's things and we're using them to fight so that's pretty incredible we don't we don't have to be too scared of satan because we do have the armor and the weapons to come right at him come and fight
1: Right, and we have the tools. Like you said, we have the things that, you know, we count ourselves lucky that we have a Bible that we're able to look at and these writings that we're able to learn from and and to see and to grow from. Um, I think of, I'm trying to find the quote here, but there's a quote from the movie Narnia from the book. um, C.S. Lewis. And I I, I use use this a lot, but I just love that series. It's one of my favorite book series, and C.S. Lewis is sprinkle of spirituality throughout that whole is just amazing but what he talks about in the in the first book when Aslan's talking to edmund he's like you know don't doubt yourself Mm. you know don't doubt who you are is i think how he says it but when we think about that and when we think about this it's like we have the tools why do we doubt ourselves Mm, you know why do i doubt myself with how, how i can use that sword You know, if you doubt how well you can use a sword, you might not be using it well, you know. (laughs) And it's, and that's not to say that we're never going to doubt ourselves because I think there's a part of human nature that just doubts ourselves in general. But what I'm saying is we can learn from that because we have the tools. What's stopping us, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, a big, broad covering of a lot of pieces of this, but spiritual warfare, (laughs) you know, and and what I want you guys to take home from this, and I'm going to bring it back to right where Christian was here a second ago because that was perfect, but spiritual warfare is real. We see it in in scripture, New Testament, Old Testament, that uh, there is Satan and his team and God, his team, which is us and his angels, and they are Mm. fighting as scripture would say in the heavenly realms. And I think I have, I think there can be a pretty good case for saying the heavenly realms are all around us. Um, Balaam's donkey sure saw that angel and we didn't. And so, yeah, I mean, Satan's and, and God are working all around us fighting the war, but we have a call and a responsibility and a strength because we are the Christian soldiers. We are practicing putting on that full armor of God and going to battle with Satan and his demons. And we have all the tools to win because we've got God on our side. Satan's confined to this earth and what he has. He can't do anything else, but we've got all of these supernatural things from being a Christian from God that are on our side. So, definitely just like running the race i mean we got to be strong courageous and fight the good fight oh man that's almost scripture there fight the good fight (laughs) wait wait (laughs) i think it is (laughs) because we are we're fighting a battle against good and evil all around us every day oh we are and so just like christian said um put into practice put your faith in these things and fight and fight with what you have and how we do that is we strengthen ourselves in the armor we strengthen ourselves to do this over and over. I don't know if I took everything yeah. you were gonna say, but if you
1: have anything else to say, go for it. <laughs> no, 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 you did. You did a uh, good get, get closer there. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'd add one thing though, um, is just everything that you said and, and just put the work in. You know, it's, it's, it's not gonna be easy and there, there's gonna be times where we have to put that work in front of things that we enjoy much better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we got to, we got to be willing to seek Jesus first and put him first. So
0: absolutely. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, new episode. I know it's been a while, so we're kind of like rusty on how we talk <laughs> and like what goes on in the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then man, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, wow, if we take a season break, like we're going to be so awkward coming on here next, uh, next episode <laughs> after these ones. Um, but I do. I want to. I want to go ahead and wrap this episode up, and then I'll let you guys know. I, I wrote a short story about spiritual warfare, a fictional story about um, a guy and his day fighting, um, you know, the spiritual war. And so I think what I'll do is after this episode go, goes up, a uh, few days after, I will try and share an audio recording of that story as well. And I invite you to check it out. It'll be up on this podcast page, and give it a listen. Tell me what you think about it. I am. Um, sharing it in audio because grammar and spelling are not my strong suit on paper. (laughs) So I figured, Hey man, let's make it a podcast. I do this talking stuff all the time. We can, we can make that work. (laughs) Anyway, Christian, you have anything else you want to say to the listeners this week? I
1: don't just stay strong in the faith. That's all I have.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening and paying some attention to us today. We want to thank our uh, listeners and subscribers that send us financial contributions. That's awesome. I know it's like a dollar or two a month, but hey man, those will stack up eventually and we'll pay for our microphones at one point. <laughs> so that's awesome. And, and of course uh, our sponsor and our friends over at Rega Co. Uh, you can check them out at regamuffinco.com. I think, did I say that right? I hope so. Live bold 20. I, th- I think that's, <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. Check them out. You can Google it. I got their Uh,
1: stickers all over my water bottle. Good stuff. (laughs)
0: Regamuffin Coalition, and they just changed their name to Regaco. So you can check them out um, and use the promo code LiveBold20 for 20% off, which is pretty freaking awesome. So check it out. It's a good deal. Thank you, Christian. I know it's been a crazy season, and it'll continue to be so as we go into the summertime. Um, But thank you guys for being listeners, and thank you, Christian, for hopping on on. No problem. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys until next week i'm harold i'm christian and we'll see you right here on the Live Bold podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness man i am rusty i'm so sorry everything went wrong today